Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Superhero Finder podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilson, and I'm scouring the cosmos looking for inspirational people, people that have overcome challenges, people that have a, a message to share, a story to tell. So whether you're listening to take in something yourself or whether you're the kind of person to share it with somebody else, thank you all the same. And I'm delighted to have in the Matt Cave with me, Nicola Bochan. How are you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? I'm very, very good, thank you, and really excited to to have you on. Not only because you're wearing silverback, and that's pretty much half my wardrobe. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but love silverback. It's a, it. No, it is a fantastic brand. Um, but I wonder if just for anyone that doesn't, and we're going to get to know you a little bit in this episode anyway. Anyone that doesn't know you, would you like to introduce who you are and kind of what you do? Yeah, okay, so my name is Nicola Buchan. I am a gym owner um, in Scotland. I am a strong woman athlete. Um, I'm a coach, an online coach. I'm a mum of two, and I have got four dogs. That's a fun fact. <laughs> that is a fun fact. Four dogs. There you go. And four I thought, dogs. Well, I'm, I'm sat surrounded by four cats and a dog, but I don't know what's worse. What I don't know what's more hectic. Well, if you've got one dog, you can have four. You've got to walk one dog, you can walk four. You've got to feed one dog, you can feed four. It's the same thing. <laughs> Actually, it's a very good point. I never thought about it like that. <laughs> it's really not that difficult. Like, you just make sure that, you know, that you just do the same thing with four as you do one. Just four times or the <laughs> same just, time. You just, just take yeah. up most of the road when you're in. Yes. So people kind of <laughs> avoid you when you've got four, so it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's totally I love fine. it. So... I. One thing I didn't know about you is I didn't know you owned your own gym. Where is it? Yeah, so I am in Peterhead, Scotland. So I opened my own gym two years ago and uh, we're still going strong now. So it's great. So that was a, a post lockdown world that you opened that one then? Yeah, so I was, I've been a PT for a long time and then went to online as everyone did on, in COVID and then slowly started training people in my garage again. Um, as kind of the rules and restrictions went away. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to go back to a commercial gym. It's just not what I wanted. So I said, right, I'm going to open my own gym. So that's just what I did. That was it. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I think one thing that, you know, there was a lot of things that happened around the, the lockdowns and the restrictions and stuff. But actually, I think what it's done, and, and this is a conversation I have quite frequently, is it really puts things into perspective, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, um. I was actually with my husband at the time during lockdown, but after lockdown, we separated. And it was after, obviously, lockdown and all that things. And then splitting up with my husband, I was just like, I'm just going to do what I want to do now. And I want to open a gym and have a place where people feel a sense of community like I felt in my strongman competitions. And I felt like everyone deserves to feel how I feel at competition every time they come to the gym. And I didn't feel like you could get that in any other gyms um, that I'd been to locally. So I was like, right, that's it. I'm just gonna do it. And it was um, an eye opener because I was very naive, but I'm very glad I was naive because I probably would have been too scared to do it if I'd known okay. the challenges that would come uh, financially. Because I literally just said, oh, I can afford the rent, that's fine. And I opened, yeah. that was it. Because <laughs> I Whereas, uh, although I had my own business, it was still very, very new. So I, um, yeah, I just did it. I was like, let's just do it. And then it's worked out. So it's fine. Wonderful. <laughs> and and there's, 
it'll always work out in the end somehow. It's just at the time you see it and you go, how on earth am I going to get through this? But like you say, I yeah. like the fact that you actually probably preferred to not know and been that naive so that you've gone through Definitely. this learning journey. Definitely. Yeah, I think sometimes we can overthink things. Yeah. So my, like being so naive, um, I didn't have a clue. And then it was only when I started opening it, people were like, oh, you, you need insurance. I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll get insurance. You're going to need more kit. That's fine. I can get more kit. And you just find a way to do it. And you just learn as you go on. And that was, I had it all open in, in three weeks. So it was fine. That's quick. Hats you just off. get it done. Yeah. Just you, just, get it done. you just, you just get it done. I, I was, I'd kind of known in my head that I knew, you know, I, I kind of knew in my head that I wanted a gym at some point in my career. So I had a lot of equipment. I had bits that I'd bought, dotted and stored about. So I had a lot of equipment and then I just bought a lot of secondhand stuff to open up. And then I've just progressed. And the, the gym didn't have much to begin with, but um, uh, the people that joined could see that I was passionate about it and that was enough for them. Yeah. And they've just, they've seen the gym grow from one space to two spaces to now three um, areas in the gym from one treadmill, the only car, the worst treadmill in the world that you'll ever <laughs> go on, to like a state of the art treadmill, to ski ergs, to air bikes, and it just progressed as they progressed, the gym progressed. So it that's, worked well for me. Yeah, that's really cool to see that progression. And I think you've just hit the nail on the head there, as in, you know, when somebody saw the passion in you, it's not always and that and I think this is true for strongman as well which is kind of what we're getting at it's that you know you find the people that are passionate about things and get things done and you want to follow yeah. that it's infectious rather than necessarily go well I'm going to go to a chain gym you know or I'm going to go to a big gym where it's yeah. got all the kit but actually there's not that passion yeah 100% and with strongman it's it's not a very big sport it's still a very small sport compared to you know football crossfit mm -hmm. rugby so to do that sport you have to be passionate about it because if you're not you're not seeing much benefits from it you know it's not a, it's you don't see much financial gain even for the top athletes mm -hmm. unfortunately there isn't from the sport itself you have to do other things out with that you have to have your own business your coaching yes. sponsors things like that which are very difficult to do when you're trying to compete in a such a hard sport so you have to be passionate. So that passion comes through into the, the gym. And I think people could see that I was trying my best and I wanted to be better for them and not just, oh, look at all my fancy bits of equipment, come and join my gym. It was, I want this to work and I will do what I can to make sure that you feel good here and we progress together. Yeah, love that. In terms of your strong woman then, Mm -hmm. in terms of the and, and I say strong woman because commonly it's strong man isn't it but I think it's important that we differentiate as well to to just pay yeah. homage because I've spoken to a lot of you know of a lot of female strong strong man or bleh, strength athletes whatever I want to say I've just put myself yeah. in the middle there um and like you just said about the you know the money the kind of the sports growing it's nice that mm -hmm. there's you know there's some growth in there but the money just isn't there to be a full-time athlete. I mean, we see even even some of the world's strongest men, you know, some of the world's competitors having YouTube channels or having something or having their yes. own team or something just to support that. 100%. Um, but it would be nice to see a bit more of an even split between men and women competitors, but I'm sure you agree with that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's coming. I am, I am all for the sport within itself. 
Yeah. I am not either strong man, strong woman. I want the sport alone to grow. And yes, I am loving that the opportunities are getting more and more for the women and we deserve it. Um, and the ladies that I've been around and competed next, they deserve it. But if you said strong man, I get, I know that it includes us women. Like the end of the day, that's just initially what it was called and that's just what it is. Um, and there's no need to be offended by that. It's the, it's the strong man sport. Us women are included in that sport. Love that. Um, but it is really, I'm passionate about growing it for everyone. Yes. You know, I really, really want the women to get more exposure because we work just as hard as the men, but I also want it to grow for the men because I don't think it's big enough for them either. So I'm an advocate for the sport as one, not as one or the other. So just grow, grow it for all because it's going to just benefit grow it for everyone. everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause every, yeah. I think everyone at some point in their life, should come and try it because, or be a part of a competition or watch a competition or like everybody knows it for Christmas time, strong man. Yeah. Yeah. But come and actually be in that environment is just like nothing else. Anyone, people that I know that don't even train the sport, compete in the sport, really follow it. They've been to like a competition. They're like, wow, I've never been somewhere like that in my life. I'm like, I know it's amazing. Yes. How so would you, how would you describe it to somebody that has never been to a strongman competition? Oh, I, <laughs> I don't even know. So I watched the darts for the first time the other day. Okay. And I couldn't believe the buzz that's in that place. First of all, I thought it was a very boring sport, but it's actually pretty wild. And I was like, I could definitely go and see this in real yeah, life. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just the, I think the main thing for me is the energy is really high. It's what these athletes are doing are just, it's just incredible what they are capable of doing, what they're lifting. But it's the sportsmanship for me, the the support that each other you can see again. It comes down to that passion, the passion and willing to for your competitor to do well, not just yourself. Yes. You know, I have a picture of me at Britain's Strongest Woman a couple of years ago, and I am carrying this yoke. I think it's the yoke, and I'm really struggling, really struggling. It was heavy. I think it was 280 kilos. Really struggling with it. And in the photo, there is four of my um, competitors cheering and willing me to finish it. You do not get any anything like that in other sports. You just don't. And you, there's four under 82 category ladies really wanting me to complete that. Whether I get beat them or not, they want me to complete it. And I think when people see that, it is the environment everyone should be in because we should all support each other. So I think if you're ever gonna, if you ever want to be a part of a true family and a you know a supportive network, you know, for me, strong man gym, strong woman gym is the place for you to go. And it doesn't mean you have to compete in that or train that, but being in that environment sometimes is definitely going to help you. I love that, and I remember a, a similar experience when. So I do some amateur competitions as well, and realizing that there are other so you see people maybe helping somebody out with form or stuff and you're thinking and the first time i was at a competition i was like this this gym must have loads of staff and actually they were other competitors sharing yeah. some of their tips because at the end of the day it's let the person that performs best win oh 100 like i'll be at competitions with my clients and i'll see somebody struggling and i will go and say if you do this it's going to make it much easier and I, I have my clients there. I want them to win. It is best in for me if they mm -hmm. win or they do better. 
but they will be the best they will be regardless of what that person knows regardless of me giving them that tip if i've done my job right and they've done the work they will be the best they can be it doesn't matter if i've told somebody you know use your leg drive a bit more in the sandbag pickup maybe add, add sandbag rows to your program it makes no difference to my clients i still believe that they will be the best they can be that day regardless if i help with someone else so it makes no difference it's i could stand there and be like oh i'm not going to tell them anything because it's an advantage to my ladies no i want my ladies and my guys to be pushed to their limit so i want them to be better to make my guys better to make me yeah. better so because you know, the wind's uh, the wind's always sweeter when you know you've beaten a or you've you've placed in a field of people that have all performed really well. 100%. 100%. You don't want to just go in and win it because, well, and you knew you could win it. That's boring. You want to go and be like, wow, I just can't believe I've just done that. You want to prove yourself wrong. You want to go in with doubt and think yeah. that you can't win and then win. That's better. Yeah, so what we're saying is if you're a coach, not in Strongman or in Strongman, and you don't do that and you don't think it's okay to help other athletes, sort yourself out. Oh yeah, get your shit together. Like, <laughs> then you're not a very good coach then, because if you if you're passionate about your job, yeah, and you want to help people, you'll help anyone. Like a doctor. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's our job to help other people uh, when we see they need it. Yes. So it doesn't matter who it is. You know, it's the same for I have. I had a client recently, and I trained her up to do our marathon. She really wants to go to high rocks, do more CrossFit stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, I can do the min minimal CrossFit stuff and your, you know, your Olympic lifting and things, but there's only so much I can do. She wants to handstand walk and all that shit. I'm not doing any of that. I can't teach you that. No. I can I can try, but I'm never ever going to be as good as someone else. So I told her after I think we've been together for, for four years or something, you need to go and get a new coach. And she was like, what? I was like, you need to go and get a new coach. I can't, I cannot push you to be your best now. I can't, there's no more I can do for you. You yeah. need to go and get someone else. And she just really didn't want to leave. She was very apprehensive. And I was like, you will stay the same if you stay with me because I cannot teach you what you need to know. Yes. And you will not get better and you will not grow. And I don't want that. So go and get someone else. So she did. And now she's first week in her training. She's sore as fuck. <laughs> I was like, it's all new. You're going to love it. And she's, she's going to progress well. Definitely. I love that. I love that. Because it's it, it comes down to knowing your scope doesn't it knowing what you're good at what you can teach and what you can help someone improve on and then being honest enough to say you need somebody else which is a fine commodity but unfortunately it's not common it's not always commonplace is it no and I, i've probably done in the past same as other coaches where i've thought i can do everything but you mature and realize that yeah okay i could probably learn how to teach her those things but is that really what i want mm -hmm. that's not what i do that's not i don't okay I could do that but at what at what percentage am I giving her you know in my not not a lot because I'm going to give more to the stuff that I love which is strong yeah. man strong woman you know I still enjoy weight loss as well because that's kind of where where I specialized before I went into yeah. um but it's the same as I won't I won't coach powerlifting I've tried it I hate it it's so boring so I got someone else to come and work in the team who's the champion powerlifter. And I just give the powerlifters to her because she's better yeah. than me. Yeah. You know, so it's like you have people that are going to do jobs better than you. Just t pass it to them, you know, or find help. Don't think you can do everything because you maybe can, but you're probably only doing it probably about 50%, 10%. Yeah. 
that yeah. less where you could just find somebody else that's better than you, admit defeat, and just say yeah. they're better than me, and that's it. And then do what you're best at. Because you also, um, if there's something that you're not super confident at or not passionate about, and you've got to kind of, you tell yourself, oh, no, I can do that. I can help this client with that. So say you carry on with, with your client. You also build i don't know i don't know about you but i found that i build some kind of i don't enjoy the sessions as much so actually i'm not looking forward to working with them so that naturally kind of lowers the amount you give 100 percent. like um there's there's been many things over the years i've realized that i can teach but i don't like it yeah uh, one thing i've noticed recently uh is i can do nutrition i have got a lot of experience with weight loss nutrition sports nutrition i have got a qualification in nutrition but I fucking hate, you know, I can work out your calories and your macros if it's, you know, somebody new to weight loss and it's just mm -hmm. kind of simple. That's fine. But uh, the last couple of months, I kind of dove into doing nutrition from a strength athletes, a couple of them as a trial, and I don't like it. And it's not something I'm moving forward with. Yes, I'll support you in your decision if it's just, you know, basic knowledge on food. But if you're looking for a proper nutritionist. Yes, yeah. I am qualified to do that, but I don't want to do it. So you'll need to get someone else. Love that. And that's it. Because, uh, yeah, it just makes you resent your client because yeah. they keep asking you about food. And then I'm like, I don't like that question. But it's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault as the coach if you're yeah. saying you want to do that when it's not what you want to do. Like, take responsibility and just be, do what you love. Because then, like, again, pas passionate. And it'll shine through your passion. And then you'll be the better coach for it, hundred percent. Love it, just bombs, knowledge bombs, and all this. All the bombs today. today. Knowledge bombs. What the old team would. What is the thing you're most proud of in terms of achievements in strongman? Is there anything that is kind of like your crowning kind of memory so far? Uh, yeah, being the first ever female to be a part of the commentary team on Giants Live. Definitely, definitely. The the goal, when I first started competing, I wanted to be the athlete, top athlete that everybody yeah. knew. Yeah. Um. Within, I think, the second year of my career in Strongman. So my first year, I got to Britain's Strongest Women straight away, which was just mental. Wow. Yeah. Um. Which was like my five-year goal, but I got the opportunity because um, third place had dropped out. So I got, got invited because I was fourth in Scotland. And then I, the second year, I got the opportunity to do some MCing because I do have my tinny talks and things on here, my podcast. So they, my friend was like, you should do some MCing for the comps. You're good at talking. I was like, no, I want to be the athlete. He's like, yeah, but you could do both. You can't compete in everything. Yeah. And then when I did the MCing, uh, England's Strongest Man, England's Strongest Woman, I knew straight away. I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be in the sport. Yeah. This is where I belong. This is how I'm going to grow it. This is how I'm going to get, I'm going to be heard. So more people want to try this because this is where I think I'm more beneficial. And I continued to compete um, because I enjoyed it. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, and I, and I knew to get to where I wanted to be in the commentary and the, the MCing and things and to have that authority, I needed to compete still. Yes. Because I felt like, there was a lot, and still now with a lot of sports, there's a lot of female presenters and, you know, they're fantastic. They are, mm -hmm. but they don't compete in the sport. Yeah. And I think, especially within strength sports, you need to understand the challenges in which the athletes face. Yeah. 
male and female. So I really felt that if I continue to compete and get to a high level, I'm going to meet the right people, but I'm also going to have experience that mental resilient resilience, sorry, needed to get to where you want to be in the sport. So that's exactly what I did. I got to the Arnold's twice and Britain's Strongest Woman twice, and then got my opportunity in Giants Live. And I was, I've was i been the first female to do that and the first ever female to do the live stream for the OSG World Finals as well. I saw that. Yeah. Were you, were you commentating with anyone for the for the Worlds? Because I've not seen any of it. Yeah, so I was commentating with Gabe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 who is obviously, was it World's Strongest Man, very amazing athlete. But let me tell you, that guy on the commentary is a absolute professional really he oh he's fantastic i was like i am not good compared to you <laughs> <laughs> he was amazing i think we're very different he is the more kind of professional side where yeah. I'm, I'm like the fun bring the energy kind of person um but he was so good i was like how did you get so good and he's like it's just it, get, it gets better as time goes on but Wow, to work next to him was absolutely amazing. He was fantastic. He made it very, very easy. I mean, we worked a lot of hours during that weekend. I can imagine, because it's a long and, event, isn't it? Yeah, so on the Friday, we both spoke for 12 hours straight, and we had one break, because um, it was just chaos. And, you know, that wasn't anyone's fault or anything. Like, we, we, yeah. were, we were loving it, so it was totally fine. But we were just getting on with it, so I think they kind of just left us, because yeah. they were like, oh, it's fine, they're, they're nailing it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> And it was it was great, but by the by like hour twelve, I was like, I don't think we've spoke for three minutes. I think we need to say something. <laughs> I was like, we were Silence. just like exhausted. And it was like, wow, I can't believe we've just managed to get through that. That's a long time talking about two events. That's a long time. It is because there's it was amazing. How many athletes are there that compete? Because there was five a lot. Six, six classes, seven classes. Maybe. Oh, hundreds and hundreds of athletes. Hundreds yeah. of athletes. It, oh, yeah, it was amazing. And Gabe was amazing because he could say all the names where <laughs> I couldn't pronounce them. So it's like, Gabe, <laughs> you're in charge of the names. <laughs> I'm just going to bring the volume. And he's like, that's fine. Um, but he's also, um, I think his family's from Mexico, so he could yes. say a lot of the Spanish names and things like that where yeah. I would look at them and I was like, okay, so lane one. Go on lane one. Go on lane one. <laughs> Go on lane one. You've got They're all the same colour T-shirt, so you can't even say, go on, you guy in the blue. <laughs> exactly. So, And I think we had like three Joshuas at once. So I was like, right, go on, Joshua number one. You've got this. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's really funny what you just said about Gabe, because Gabe always portrays himself, especially on social media and stuff, as a bit of a an entertainer. Yeah. But obviously when he gets on the mic, and and, and often I have, I've heard him commentate before, and it's like, hang on a minute, I recognise that voice. It's Gabe, because yeah. it's like a... It's like a like you said, he turns on the professional. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. If I, I hope I get to work with him again this year because he's just absolutely fantastic at his job. And I'm like, I'm quite, I am very competitive, but in a good way. Like it wants me, to, I want to be better now because I'm like, I want to be as good as Gabe. Yes. I want to be, I, I want everyone to think I'm, I'm as good as Gabe next time we're together. So now I'm like, right, what was Gabe doing? What does he do different? I was like, what what can I do, Gabe? You'll have to tell me. <laughs> so he's giving me all the tips. And I'm on it. I'm on it. That but yeah, I can't imagine the experience that was. So you got were you guys there or were you watching on a camera or how does it work? No, no, we were there. We were right there, front uh, right on the finishing line. It was wow. what an experience. That was my first time ever in the US as well. Yeah. Um 
So I travelled all by myself. It's a big deal. Um, if you've ever anyone watching followed my story, when I uh, split up with my husband, I had never travelled anywhere by myself, ever. Right. Not even like in Britain. I'd always been with him. So traveling has became like a thing that I have had to get used to doing alone. And it was quite a big deal when I started doing it. And I went from just driving to like Newcastle to driving, you know, down to London to then flying to Manchester and London by myself. And then yeah. now going to the US. And it was it's just been a bit crazy the last three years. So it's a big it was a big deal for me going to America by myself. I was shitting myself. Um but I did it and it was great. And then, you know, you, you arrive at Atlanta airport and Mark Felix is sitting having lunch with you. You're like, this is, this is awesome. I'm this like, hi, Mark. Awesome. Like, like, sit with me. I'm like, absolutely. Is anyone recording that I'm sitting with Mark Felix <laughs> having lunch <laughs> in Atlanta airport? Can somebody please take a photo? Completely starstruck where any item of food looks tiny. It makes like a pint glass look like a shot. His hands oh, are busted, aren't they? Oh, he's so... But he's such a nice guy. And I met him before, but it was just... And obviously in the US and then he's just sitting there and he's like, yeah, you can sit with me. I was like, like, we're friends now. This is so cool. Like, just casually friends with Mark Felix. <laughs> Fucking awesome. And um, meanwhile, so he yeah, spends was... his time still plastering back home. Yeah, I know. It's, he's just incredible. He's what a guy. Um, but yeah, no, that's my biggest win in, in, this, in my strong, strong woman career is um, being able to be the voice of, I think that sounds a bit big-headed, but the voice of the strong woman. I think, um, because I am the first one to do it. So, yeah, and then especially being a part of Giants Live, which is obviously is just now, obviously we've had Britain's Strongest Woman that Giants Live have brought out, mm. which I absolutely love. But it is majority of time it's men competing and I still get to be a part of that, which I think is a big deal as well. So that is my biggest win and that was always the goal and I've done it, so I'm chuffed. That's incredible. Have you got a further goal now then? Or are you just sitting in the limelight of, of just enjoying the goal that you've hit? Uh, no, there's always a goal. Um, <laughs> there's always a goal. I think, I mean, I said to my friend today at lunch, I said, I'm just going to enjoy it for a little while, I think. And then she said, well, what about the bigger goal, which I'll tell you in a minute. And I was like, I mean, I'm still going to chase it, but I'm not going to be disappointed if I don't get it. And she's like, okay, so the, the, the ultimate goal is obviously well strongest man. Obviously, yeah. obviously, yeah. You know, I, I want to be, and I, I have um, the right numbers and emails to start that process, which I haven't done yet, but I will be definitely starting that process. So whether that, I don't think it'll happen this year because it's quite mm -hmm. close, but um, next year, I want to be. You know, I know they have someone that uh, does interviews and things, but I will be taking that spot one day. <laughs> You heard it here, but I love that. I absolutely love that because it's, as it proves, it's just being in the being passionate about something, being in the mix, being vocal. Mm -hmm. You know, getting yourself out there, getting yourself known, not be afraid to to do that. That's got you the opportunity you've got now. So just carry that on. Oh, hundred percent. And like like I said, I just I do want to just enjoy it. I've got a um a few commentary and MC and jobs coming up this year. Uh, big competitions, smaller competitions, just, yeah. you know, and I really want to enjoy it. I don't want to travel as much as I did last year because I was away a lot. Right. Um, I want to spend more time at home with the kids and things, but the goal is always, you know, I want to get to World's Strongest Man and be a part of that. That would be that would be amazing. Like, me and Gabe should definitely be going to World's Strongest Man, like, 100%. So I think that's, 
I think that's doable. And like Shaw Classic, Rogue, that's yeah. all like in the future I would like to be a part of that. So hopefully I'll be noticed very soon. You will. I have a feeling. I have a feeling it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can be quite annoying when I want something. So <laughs> I just keep annoying people until I get what I want. Then, or I'm just going to keep being annoying. I'm quite persistent. Oh, that's what I did. To, that's what I did for Giants Live, and it worked. So <laughs> there <laughs> you go. See the template now. <laughs> yeah, I just kept annoying people, and it worked out. So it was fine. <laughs> I love it. Um, I wanted to just. I wanted to move on. So I first. Kind of, I first got in contact after I saw a reel that you did. Um, and we know yeah. social media is an amazing place where we can spread amazing messages. We also mm -hmm. know that it's full of complete babble in terms of people commenting on your posts and mm -hmm. trying to misconstrue messages and stuff like that. But So I kind of yeah. want to slide past that, if you don't mind, because that's all rubbish. And that takes away, that tries to take away from what you try to do. What we did talk yeah. about before was... Um, Kind of the post itself was about jib anxiety, so yeah, okay. And you know, we've we've talked about strongman being so welcoming and as a community and so supportive. Um, mental health in the fitness space in general mm -hmm. is plays a big factor, doesn't it? Do do you find what do you find are the biggest challenges, whether it be in terms of members or clients, or what are the biggest things that you find people have to overcome? Um, starting getting in the door just starting um people overthink things they overcomplicate things and social media doesn't help that all the time because there's so much stuff people don't know what to follow they don't you know eat carbs don't eat carbs eat before eight don't have do, don't uh, eat after it don't eat do eat it's so confusing um don't do this exercise do this exercise and it just completely throws people they just don't know what to do so they're terrified so of course it's easier to do nothing yes. to just stay the same do nothing because it's easier it's more comfortable of course so i think that is the biggest thing is with anxiety is just they don't know where to start it's so confusing so much mixed messages that they just choose not to start and it's just with the gym anxiety it's just getting in there once you get in there you'll be fine but it's that initial, I mean, I've had people that I know, clients of mine, that's like, oh, it's taken me 20 minutes to come in the gym. I've sat in the car park. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just go in. Once you're in, you're in. Just do it. Just do it. Just go in. It's like ripping off a, a plaster. Just do it. Just go. Don't think about it. Like getting in an ice bath. You could sit and bop a boot all the time like I do, carry it on. Just get in and then it's over with. It's done. You're already in. Just sit there. Just. Um, so, yeah, I think it's yeah. just starting. That's the worst part for people. Yeah, and I, th I think social media's got it, it, the way the way it works with the algorithms. I think it what it does is it puts you in this world of what it thinks you want to see. So all of a sudden, if you're watching videos of people watching people's bad form and commenting on it, then you're going to see lots more of that stuff. So it feels like it happens all the time, whereas actually yes. in the real world, nobody's watching. No one cares what yes. you do. Exactly. And that's what I said in the real, like literally no one's watching. Like I still get it going into big gyms. Like I get really a bit like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. There's no strongman stuff. Like that's my comfort zone. Mm. And I've got my own gyms. Obviously, it's very comfortable for me because I know where everything is. I know where what's coming, what's going, how to use everything, whatever the ways. I know everything about my gym. So then when I go to another gym, I'm like, I don't have much machines in my gym. It's all free weights. So 
I go in and there's a room full of machines. I'm like, what? What is that? I've never seen that in my life. And I've been a coach for seven years, but I've never really spent much time in commercial gyms. Yeah. So I don't know these machines. But then that's why I decided to make that real. It's like, yeah, I'm nervous. But at the end of the day, no one, not, I am purposely looking around to see who's looking and not one person has looked at me yet because they don't give a shit at what I'm doing. And that had a camera in front of my face recording. They still didn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just, you've just got to remember that really nobody, nobody cares. And if somebody has got something to say, it's because they're jealous that you're that you've got the confidence to do that, and they're just not feeling good about themselves right now. And hopefully that they'll get past that, and and you do the same. But you know, be the leader, inspire people. Don't listen to people, inspire people. Because the people that are being nasty are the people that want to want to take that step, but they're too scared. So inspire them, and then they might follow in your footsteps. Another one. Boom. Raining bombs. <laughs> Throwing them out today. I know. Them. <laughs> so um, this is a superhero finder podcast. I have a question that I ask all of my guests, and I never tell them I'm going to ask it. Um, okay. I would love to know if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be and what would you use it for? Oh, somebody asked me this the other day, and I did I did think of one. I can't remember what I said. Oh, someone stole my question. Oh, well. No, I th we I th we have random questions like this. Me and my friends all the time. But um, how does superpower? What would it be? Ah, oh, hmm. Okay, it's going to be a quite a selfish one, actually. Good. I like selfish. Yeah, it's going to be a selfish one. I would teleport because then I wouldn't have to spend so much time traveling, and I could go to more places to help more people in quicker time. So yeah. it's kind of not selfish, but like it would allow me to be home more with my family, but I could also be away very quickly and help more people where yeah. sometimes I have to say no. But it, the, the top reason would be so I could be home, which yeah. is the selfish side, Yeah. but it would allow me to travel more so I could help more people as well and be in multiple places in one day love that i think if more people allowed themselves to be selfish then that yeah. would allow them to be more caring as well oh 100 i um since i've been more selfish i have been a better person which makes me a better person for everyone yeah everyone around me because i want you know you're in a better mood you've got more energy and when you've got more energy you can do more things or you can do more things you can help more people you can be more rational towards other people's emotions and how they handle things and the list goes on. You need to look after yourself to look after others. Again. There you go. If you heard it here, all the bombs. It's a war zone, guys. It's, uh, a, space, <laughs> it's a space war. Um, Nicola, if anyone wants to find you on social media, follow you, whatever, where can they get you? So I am on Instagram, underscore NB coaching. Um, that's probably your best bet. That's the most exciting page. Um, I have got TikTok and all that, but Instagram is is my go-to place that's where you're going to see it i have got a podcast myself um which i'll be releasing more and more that's my goal this year so uh, it's called tinny talk so i sit with my little red bull or my rain and i was in tinny yeah yeah as in tinny not a tinny of beer guys because i know a lot of people say that tinny <laughs> talk. um you can find me there i have got youtube as well there's not much on it there's a couple of um things with the strong men strong women so couple of things there another thing i want to work on but your main thing just get me on instagram that's where you're going to see me all the time 
So underscore NB coaching. Perfect. Well, guys, we are running short of time. That's absolutely flown. And I've loved every second. I'm sure we could talk for at least another hour. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> and and maybe maybe there'll be an opportunity to do so. Maybe when you've been on World's Strongest Man. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Let's do it. But, guys, that's time for us. Um, so, from myself and Nicola, stay super, everyone. <laughs>